you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Foss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Then that's what the fat lady sings today. Thechrisvossshow.com. Uh, just one time there, honey. We got you. Oh, we've got it on the loop track. Whoops. Yeah, okay. Enough of that. Uh, well, she really wanted her place today. She wanted to sing, and uh, and we'll, we'll let her do three rounds. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys coming by. As always, we're bringing you the Chris Voss Show. For 15 years, we've been bringing you the CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, governors, Congress members, U.S. ambassadors, astronauts, TV and print Pulitzer Prize journalists and authors, people from all walks of life that spend hundreds and thousands or sometimes a lifetime of hours learning so much data. And they bring it to you in this beautiful little package we like to call it the Chris Voss Show podcast and a bow. Uh, that comes with it. It's almost like Christmas every day on the Chris Voss Show. And I should mention, of course, for guilt and shaming purposes, we do three to four shows every weekday, uh, 15 to 20 a week. So if you're not keeping up, there is a test on sat- Saturday. And if you flunk, you have to listen to all the shows again. <laughs> But thank you for supporting the show. Uh, tell your family, friends, and relatives to go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Uh, subscribe to the LinkedIn newsletter, 130,000 LinkedIn group. Also go to Facebook, uh, where, you, where you can interact with the show at ChrisVossFacebook.com. Today we had an amazing gentleman on the show. As always, we just have these amazing people that will broaden your minds, expand your perceptions, and educate you in ways that you just be like, I know so much. I'm going to go solve cold fusion and nuclear, whatever. I don't know. I flunk physics. Uh, today, we have a gentleman on the show. He's the author of the newest book that just came out July 26, 2023, Accounting Fundamentals, a non-finance manager's guide to finance and accounting. Shihan uh, Sharif is on the show with us today, and he's going to be talking to him about his uh, amazing book, Went Into It. Now you, too, can be a non-finance manager. Manage your money, maybe. Figure out how to how to do your accounting better, eh? Some of you, I've seen your books. I used, was on a mortgage cover for 20 years. I've seen a lot of books and P&Ls on people. Uh, he is the founder and of Money Master HQ and the VP of Finance for Y Combinator Back Company, Nomad. Nomad, do I have that pronounced right? That's right, Chris, yes. There you go, Nomad. Uh, With dual MBAs and over 18 years of finance across multiple industries, he is a certified global accounting expert. He's here to offer you actionable insights on finance and accounting. Drawn from his extensive career with both publicly listed and family-owned businesses, uh, he is also passionate about self-improvement and community support and uh, all that good stuff. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you? All good, Chris. Thank you very much for having me on your show. And hi, everyone. I hope uh, you're keeping all well. There you go. And do I have your first name pronounced correctly on the show? Yes, that's right. 
There we go. Not there everyone gets it right, but yes, you got it perfect. We try hard to get stuff right on this show. Although, uh, if you've seen me, uh, there's a lot of things wrong with me. But the show, we try and get it right. Uh, so, welcome to the show. Give us your dot com so people are going to find you on the interwebs. Yes. So, uh, it was a it was a very difficult few years for me personally uh, over the last few years. But uh, you know, there were so many inspirations as well during the way along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, they really motivated me to write this uh, book. So uh, mm -hmm. glad that it achieved a bestseller ranking on uh, Amazon. There you it's go! Congratulations. Been a little more than two months now. So uh -huh. yeah, it's been uh, it's been a great journey so far. Great, and is it your first book? Yes, this is my first. And that book. first book out is is fun. Uh, so uh, let me get your dot coms out of the way, so we can get the plugs in, so people can find you on the interwebs. What, where do you want people to find you? Yeah, so they can find me on moneymasterhq.com. That's my website. And my personal website goes as shihansharif.com. I'm mm -hmm. also uh, very active on LinkedIn and Facebook. If anyone mm -hmm. wants to find me by Shihan Sharif, uh, it, it's, it's quite easy. You can just Google it and you'll find my uh, profiles there. Awesome sauce. So give us a 30,000 overview of the book, if you would. Yeah, so the book is primarily uh, meant for non-finance uh, managers non-accountants, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone who is interested in the subject of, uh, you know, uh, finance and in, in learning finance and accounting. Uh, some, some people read the first part of the title, accounting fundamentals. Oh, this is for accountants, but it's, it's not really. I think if you read the full <laughs> title, the title and the subtitle together, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll figure it out that it's actually for non-finance managers. There you go. So is this an everyday person book then? Like anybody, mom, pop? Yes. People yes, that, so people it's, it's that math are like, oh, that makes my brain hurt. Absolutely. So it's written in in such simple language where it's easy to understand. Uh, you know, there's whilst in finance and accounting, there are so many technical terms. Mm -hmm. All the technical terms are explained well. Uh, I mean, in in a very easy to understand language with examples, work work throughs. You know, so there are. There are chapter and quizzes and so on. So it's, it's very easy to follow if you follow it from the beginning to the end. Now, this is billed as the only guy required for non-finance managers, for professionals, entrepreneurs, business owners, and students. So it sounds like a wide swath, but probably really important for business owners or entrepreneurs to understand their accounting, right? Yes, absolutely. So in my professional career, I've met a number of uh, business owners uh, and even, uh, even some of the firms which offer bookkeeping solutions. And I've seen a number of, uh, you know, uh, mistakes, errors that have led to even bankruptcy in some of these oh, larger no. firms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these, these are the main reasons which led me to write the book. And I've seen even simple terms like cash versus profit is a very commonly misunderstood phenomenon. Oh. in the business world. So people think, you know, higher the cash balance that I have, you know, my profit should be higher or vice versa. Uh, but it's not really the case. You could have a significantly higher profit in a particular year, but your bank balance could be significantly low mm. and vice versa for a number of reasons. So there are so many things like that, which I have captured in the book. Awesome. Uh, yeah. I don't worry about cash or profit. As long as I have checks, that means there's money in my account. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's a common way of uh, thinking. I mean, that's, that, I, I wouldn't blame you for that, but yeah, but that, that's not the exactly right way of thinking. <sighs> there you go. Uh, don't do that, people. Uh, check your, understand what's going on with your books and everything. So tell us about your hero's journey. How did you get into finance? How did you get into accounting? 
uh, and all this stuff. What what was it as you were growing up made you say, "Hey, that's what I want to go do." Yeah, it's it's a really <laughs> it's a really long story, but let me explain it. So well, we only uh, have so much time on the show. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll make it quick and make it short. I'm and point. Yes, I understand. So uh, when I was doing my advanced, uh, sorry, ordinary levels back, uh, what it was called in Sri Lanka, uh, where I where I was born and brought up and studied. Uh, I had an option of selecting uh, certain subjects, so whether it was accounting or another language or whether it was in the art stream and so on. So there were a few optional subjects. And then for some reason, I happened to choose accounting. Mm -hmm. And a few months down the line, I really struggled with it. I mean, uh, I'm not embarrassed to say that. I, I, I really struggled with it and I found it so confusing. And that that was partly because I missed the first few lessons, which always... Kind a of two plus foundation. two, yeah. A two plus two lesson is important. You can't skip that one. Yeah, exactly. So the foundation is critical. So I, I missed those because I was ill or something that that took place during that time, and then I really not, never got back uh, into you know the subject. I found it so confusing, and then my marks were like absolutely terrible. Don't ask me how much they were, and then I took some private tutoring uh, and. Luckily, I found a great tutor uh, back in Sri Lanka. Her name was Mrs. Kari, was someone whom I can never forget. And she taught me from the basics of accounting. And that, from that point onwards, it was, you know, uh, it was never looking back. So for my advanced level, I did accounting. Then after my advanced levels, I did a number of uh, accounting-related qualifications, such as CIMA uh, from the UK, CPA in Australia, and so on. So There you go. So thank God for teachers, man. They inspire yeah. people to go do stuff and and show the way and help people help people uh, you know learn all the stuff. If it wasn't for teachers, we'd be in a world of hurt. Absolutely, we need more yeah. good teachers. Absolutely, Chris. Just to add, so uh, I come from a background where I'm surrounded by a number of teachers. My mother was a teacher. Huh? My sister is a vice principal. Uh, in a prominent school back in Sri Lanka. And my mm -hmm. wife is also a teacher where she teaches uh, young kids. So, yeah, sort of awesome. by, by that background. Full disclosure, my mom is a teacher too, so I'm prejudiced oh, uh, and uh, my sister. But, uh, yeah, I watch the the teachers, um, man, they give more than they get. Let's put it that way, especially in, in getting paid. Um, but uh, they they are, uh, man, if it wasn't for us, we'd be in a world of hurt as a, as a, as a humanity. Um, so let's dig into the book. Uh, the, uh, it's accounting for non-finance managers. Um, you cover, um, the basics of financial statements. What are these financial statements you speak of? Yeah. So the primary financial statements, uh, are called the profit and loss statement, uh -huh. the balance sheet and the statement of changes in equity. So I know it may sound complicated, but if you take any sport, you've got something like a scorecard whether it's baseball or whether it's tennis or whether it's cricket or football, you know, there's, there's always a scorecard. So the scorecard of businesses are these primary financial statements. So when it comes to the profit and loss, it will tell you how much you've earned during a particular period in terms of revenue and income and how much you've spent during that period. And then what are you left with? Is it a profit or a loss? Mm. Wait, you're, you're supposed to have a profit on there? I didn't know that. I was, I was always looking at negative numbers going, what does this mean? Does this mean I can't write checks anymore? <laughs> uh, again, profit and loss is different to you know the checks or the cash flow, but, uh, yeah. but 
yes, PMS. on the profit and loss, it, it tells you like how much have you actually earned during a particular period. Ah, probably, uh, probably it was always negative because I was using those checks all the time <laughs> and uh, not checking the balance on the thing, which is probably why, uh, I don't know, my bank keeps calling me. I should answer that one of these days. Uh, there you go. Uh, old joke. Uh, so um, you give people what you call a business success blueprint. What What is that? Or tease out that so, a little bit, if you would. Yeah, this is this chapter, I guess, is like the icing on the cake. It's the last chapter of the book. It's the 13th chapter. But again, mm -hmm. to get to that chapter, I suggest everyone reads the book from the beginning to the end. And what, what's included in the 13th chapter is a checklist and a guideline for any manager, any business owner to implement in their organization. So such as, you know, how they should progress in terms of, you know, what ratios they should look at in, a, in an organization, what what aspects of their business should they look at, whether it's the profit and loss or the balance sheet and whether it's certain metrics within within a certain department and things like that, uh, the monitoring your cash balances, ca doing cash flow forecasts uh, and things like that. So it has a range of different things. Uh, and I'm sure anyone who reads that chapter will find it really useful. And from the comments and the feedback and reviews that I've got so far, people are really enjoying reading this particular chapter. There you go. It's if you if you're a small business owner, I'll do a little commercial for you. If you're a small business owner or any business owner, I mean, I can't imagine any CEO who, who, who shouldn't understand accounting and books. If you don't understand your accounting and books, you're flying blind. I mean, you really are. You need to understand how much money you're making, what your burn rate is of, of cash flow. Um, you know, especially if you're in the negative, um, you know, you've got to understand, you know, you got to know when you're going to run out of money. If you're in a situation where you're in a burn rate situation where you're burning more cash, you know, for developing something that R and D or maybe you're a startup, you got to know, and you got to know when you're going to run out of cash and you're going to anticipate that and either start raising funds or trying to figure out when you're going to be profitable. Because uh, there's only so long you can burn money until no one wants to give you any. Uh, ask ask my uh, previous ten marriages. Um, the uh, so it's really important to understand what's going on and the nuts and bolts. Knowing that okay, we invest this much in our employees, we invest this much in the business. Um, how much are we getting as an ROI, return on investment? How much return are we getting? Um, understanding all those metrics are so important, and and sometimes it can be hard um, because you're like, oh God, math, you know. But it is imperative. It is imperative. If you're a CEO or a small business owner flying without understanding your books, you know, and and then and then you get into you know tax savings and tax benefits and different tax strategies you can take and use. But just understanding the basics of are we making money? Or are we not? What is our return on investment? What is, you know, what's happening over here? And then part of it being having your finger on that pulse is knowing when things change because you can run a great business for 10 years, five years, whatever, and everything's working fine and you got profitable. And one day you start losing money and you got to know when you're starting to bleed out or you've got, you're starting to have a loss. So you can go home, you can go around and fix the plug, the hole that's out there or try and figure out what's going on. But it's so important. It's, you're just like a doctor basically as a CEO, constantly checking the pulse of the patient financially. I guess that's maybe a good analogy. Of, of course, yes. You, you really summed that up well. So just to add, add a point to what you just mentioned, uh, Chris, you know, there's so much of uh, 
passion when a business owner starts a business and without them realizing it uh, uh, you know they they could keep on investing in their business not realizing the amount that they've invested and like you said suddenly they they, they could go bankrupt not realizing their cash balances yeah. not realizing the the liabilities that they owe banks or any other lenders or uh, you know their suppliers so it's always important to keep yourself separate from the business i know it sounds very difficult but that's that's an absolute must for any business owner and i see that happening a lot where people don't sit, have that segregation particularly within the segment of small business owners oh yeah yes it's, it's really what you're talking about is keeping at the business accounts separate from personal accounts right absolutely yes so yeah. if you've invested something in the business you know it, it has to be accounted in the books of the business if mm. you withdraw something back from the business that has to be accounted but yep. you know you should not mix your accounts with the company's accounts basically do not do the commingling because if you commingle the funds commingling is not a sex position people uh commingling is uh when like for example if you, you can go buy personal groceries with your with your uh your business credit card or something you know don't do it yeah. um you've got to keep that money separate especially if you have like a c-corp uh or i'm not sure i mean you have some limited liability companies but one of the great things about a c-corp is not having what's called piercing the corporate veil and let me tell you, if you get in, when you get in lawsuits with a C corp, there's nothing that makes you sleep better at night than knowing that your personal assets are safe and that people can't pierce that corporate veil. But if you're doing the commingling, uh, yeah, they can pierce the corporate veil, and they can be like, "Well, you're not really there." And I think the I think the IRS will also say, um, you know, this this really isn't a business per se. You're you're making a mess of things and you're not going to get these sort of write-offs and stuff. So don't commingle the funds, no commingling. Absolutely. Yeah. It's bad. I caught a bad case of, uh, of, uh, a rash one time when I commingled. I don't know what that means, but it was in Thailand. Uh, so I <laughs> like <laughs> that joke worked out. It took me a while to go through that in my head, but it came out, uh, just landed perfectly. Right. Boom. Um, so, uh, let's see what, in your opinion, is finance and accounting, uh, why is it such a hard area to learn by non-finance managers? Why is it hard for people to... I think people just get overwhelmed with the terms. Ah. And uh, yeah, they don't kind of realize the importance of it unless they fall in trouble or, you know, people remember people remember about managing their cash flows, you know, when they really don't have cash. They just think, you know, okay, now I just need to do a plan and uh, look at the next few months on how I'm going to get over this period and settle certain liabilities that they have and so on. So, uh, you know, if, if on the other hand, uh, you know, they keep focusing every week or every month, a few minutes on, on their finances. And likewise in a business, you know, if they spend that certain amount of time in terms of focusing on their accounting and reviewing their financial statements, mm. you know, it will be a whole uh, different thing. Like the famous Tony Robbins says, where focus goes, energy flows. So, uh -huh. you know, the moment you keep focusing on something, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be able to, uh, you'll, you'll be able to get a lot more out of it rather than uh, not. Yeah, if you know that what you focus on, or for uh, you know, sometimes I like to say on the show, if you plan to fail, you fail the plan, or uh, whichever way that was. Now, the, as you mentioned, 
a lot of people don't get overwhelmed by the the, the basic terms and the you know what 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 is cash flow me eh? um is this is this, is this, oh, oh you know basically my wife's Amazon account um the cash flow going out uh. With cat with your book, you do uh, twenty three financial terms that you go through, and you explain it in a simple way people can understand, so that they can try and master these terms. And once you kind of know the lingo, it's kind of like a little language, right? Absolutely, yes. So, I mean, most of these terms are familiar, but some people get them confused, like the difference between revenue and account, uh, revenue and sales, or the differences between finance and accounting. Uh, likewise, when it comes to finance and accounting, there are specific terms like revenue, expenses, cost of sales, uh, equity, assets, current assets, non-current assets, liabilities, and so on. So uh, you could go on and on, but each of these terms are explained in a very simplistic manner uh, that probably even a fifth grader or a third grader could understand. Uh, it's, it's, it's explained in that simple language. And uh, I've also provided a lot of examples. I've provided examples of specimen, of specimen financial statements. And then we go into a bit more in depth in the following chapters where we go into financial analysis and so on. But the real foundation is this 23 financial terms. Uh, and without understanding that, you know, uh, following the subsequent chapters would be difficult. So that's why I said at the beginning, if, if any reader follows it from the first chapter onwards and follows that sequence, you know, uh, you couldn't go wrong. I think you're right. I think people get the first uh, hurdle is the language barrier. You know, it is, it is, uh, you know, math and, and accounting and all these things, they, they kind of are like, you know, their own language where you're like, uh, am I learning Swahili here? What's going on? And, uh, but once you can kind of learn it, you get the terms down, you get the fundamentals, you kind of understand what's going on. And then another thing you talk about that's important in the book is budgeting and forecasting. This is really important, being able to forecast in my mind too. I mean, running with a budget is good. Um, but having, being able to forecast, okay, where are we going to be in a year from now? Where are we going to be in a quarter from now? Where are we going to be in two years from now? You know, and, and, you know, things change, you may get it wrong, but being able to forecast so that you can see how much profit are we making? What's our growth? You know, you can adjust for growth. You can adjust all the metrics of your business. You can really get a vision of where your business is going and, and why it's going. At least that's my opinion. What do you think? Absolutely. Sometimes it's not even that long of a period. I mean, whilst it's very common to budget and forecast for, you know, the next one to three to five years or even 10 year forecasts, sometimes it's even as short periods as the next week when it comes to cash flow forecasting. Uh -huh. or it could even be for the next two weeks or for the next one month. So there are very various levels of budgeting and forecasting, and there are different time horizons that you could consider. There are different aspects when it comes to finance, uh, when it comes to budgeting and forecasting, such as sales budgets to cash flow forecasts to a department budget to an overall budget for an organization. So, and uh, there, there are so many different ways it could be done. There are ways in which you could consider the historical achievements of your business and consider your future forecasts based on that. Or if not, you could just start from ground zero and just in-depth look at each and every revenue and expense and look at it in that way and see, do you absolutely require each and every of, of each and every expense uh, of, of the business and like be more uh, aggressive? Or you could even, you know, just work on a rolling forecast where you 
just eliminate the month that passed by and look to add a new month and keep you know adding month on month as each month passes by so rather than having a fixed uh, uh, period of one year or six months and so on so it's very di it's a very dynamic subject when it comes to finance uh, budgeting and forecasting but you know as as businesses start uh, using these tools it becomes so much more easier for them to manage their day-to-day -day operations of the business and it also provides a lot of insight into how businesses could structure themselves and get ready for that next level of growth or if there is some issue that's upcoming in the business or if there are in large payouts coming up to be made to suppliers or banks you know how well they could be prepared so like you said a moment ago failing to plan is planning to fail and that goes very mm -hmm. well with uh, you know forecasting and budgeting it really does and you you i i always thought of myself as kind of like a doctor where i always have to diagnose and check the patient see what's going on i've got to monitor the patient um you know your business is a very vibrant thing you know i met some people that they just they just uh, go well you know i don't know i just we we do the books we you know somebody does data entry on the books and and then we uh, hand them over to the accountant, you know, and he tells us once a month where it's going on. You really don't want to be in that situation. You want to be in a situation where you can understand what's going on day to day in your business. You can see what's bleeding because if you're behind the eight ball on when you're going to start having problems and when you see problems, you don't want to be in that situation because then usually by then you've got such a bleed out or loss or some sort of thing that trying to dig back out of that hole um, can be a, just an incredible problem, man. So, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, it's it's really important. What are some other aspects of the book that we haven't touched on? Yes, so taxation uh, is also explained uh, in the book mm -hmm. uh, and from a very basic level. And, uh, you know, if you get, get on the wrong side of the tax guys, you know, you could uh, end up in deep trouble. So that's not something that uh, anyone wants to, uh, that's, not an, that's not a place where anyone wants to be. Uh, so you need to really plan uh, well and submit your tax returns on time uh, and uh, make sure they are accurate. And if, if you're really not sure, you know, you should seek uh, specialist advice on that area. But it's it's not rocket science. End of the day, at least anyone and everyone should have the basic understanding of taxation. Nobody, and I mean, everybody is not expected to be an expert in every single field. But, you know, Warren Buffett famously said the language of business is accounting so it, 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 it really speaks a lot and for someone of that caliber to mention something like that you know there, there's definitely a reason he reads i think over 500 pages a day uh, wow. he looks at so many different financial statements and reports and does a lot of reading invests in not millions but in billions and probably over his life maybe in trillions so for someone to say something like that you know it, it really means a lot so Taxation is something like that. You really need to be on top of it. Uh, you need to be proactive rather than reactive. And, you know, if, if, if you get late in terms of filing your taxes, you know, the repercussions can be really crazy. I mean, you know, the penalties, the fines and, uh, you know, all of that. So that's not an area that anyone wants to be in. Most definitely. And I like what you said. I mean, you're, you're, you're in business and, and you're in business to make money. Thereby money is the, is the real key because, you know, I mean, you can say, well, we're going to business. We care about people and helping people. And I don't know, maybe you're a charity, but even then without money, you're not going to stay in business long 
to be able to help other people. So you've got to, you know, you've got to take care of the money and the patients and, and everything else that you do if you really want to succeed long term. And like I said, the, the most important thing that I've ever, the only time I've ever had a situation where I'm like, why are we losing money all of a sudden on the, on the, uh, you know, on the books here, what's going on? And somehow we spent like an uh, inordinate amount of money last month. Uh, you can uncover embezzlement. You can come uncover theft. You can uncover, um, you know, rampant expenditures. And sometimes there's just like, well, we, you know, we maybe we invested in something. You know, like sometimes we'd have a crazy month where we'd spent twenty grand upgrading a phone system or something. But the phone system, you know, would make us like, you know, two to three times that amount. Uh, and so once we outlaid the 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 hard cost for it you know the return would go up from there and you'd see the numbers but uh you know you there's there's all sorts of things that can happen you know you can find out that uh you're spending on something and it's, it's not really getting the return you want maybe your employee cost balloon um you know it your your the life of your business really is i mean uh, the money of it the accounting of it Absolutely. And you kind of have to think of yourself as a doctor. In fact, I'm just going to start wearing a white coat around the office all the time. That's true, yeah. yeah and just one of stethoscope one, things there. Uh, sorry, Chris. Just to add one point to what you just mentioned, uh, you know, Milton Friedman very famously said, the business of business is business. So ah. I know there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, uh, saving the environment and uh, all of these stuff. But... The, the bottom line is if a business doesn't earn uh, enough profits, you know, that wouldn't uh, leave them with anything. Uh, so, you know, if, if they have an excess profit, yes, they could do so much more for the society, for the community, for the environment and so on. So that's that's definitely the main uh, focus of any business. And that's what it should be. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so final thoughts and pitch out to people as we go out on the book and what's inside and, and picking it up and all that good stuff. Yeah, so it's available on Amazon. Uh, I've just translated the book into two other languages. It's oh. uh, uh, that's that's in Arabic, uh, and that's particularly useful in the region here where I am in Dubai, uh, in the Middle Eastern region. And I've also just translated the book a book into Italian. And in the future, I'm looking to have it translated into many more languages. Uh, it's available for sale on Amazon uh, in paperback, hardcover, and ebook format. I'm also working on the uh, Audible version of it, just finalizing it, and hopefully in the next few weeks that should also be available. I've also published a second book, uh, and uh, it's on an area that we just discussed on uh, KPIs. Oh, really? Uh, you know, uh, monitoring those uh, and the importance of monitoring certain KPIs within a business. And now, is that on Amazon, yeah? That's um, available on Amazon, yes. Okay. And the title is The Art of Measuring Success uh, in Small Businesses, and the oh. seven KPIs uh, most businesses ignore. Now, what is a KPI? A key performance indicator, and uh, that oh. could, that could uh, be a useful uh, aspect or a trigger to monitor in certain departments, in certain uh, uh, aspects of your business, whether it's marketing or sales or finance. Uh, HR and so on. So when it comes to HR, probably, you know, the per, per employee cost, uh, you know, the new joinees, the, 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 the number of employees who are leaving and those who are leaving as a percentage of the total employee count uh, and so on. So th there are so many different aspects when it comes to sales and marketing, you know, maybe your click through rate, uh, your marketing and uh, marketing expenses, uh, 
the effectiveness of each marketing campaign and so on. So there are maybe hundreds of uh, KPIs that are available and I've actually put out a list of uh, over 300 KPIs for oh, each wow. department, uh, which also people will get as a bonus once they purchase that book. Uh, and I think and the bonus is on your website, right? I think I saw a, a bonus section on the website yeah. for that. That's there you correct. go. Well, this has been very insightful. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, give us the .coms one last time as we go out. Yeah, so my website is moneymasterhq.com, and there's a lot uh, about the book as well as the bonus resources that you just mentioned, Chris. Mm -hmm. Aside, my personal website goes as shihansherif.com. Mm -hmm. I'm also available on LinkedIn uh, with my name, Shihan Sherif, and I'm also available on available and active on Facebook as well uh, by my name. There you go. Well, thank you very much for coming to the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Chris. And it was lovely being on your show. It was always a dream, uh, you know, on being one of on one of these top uh, podcasts. I really enjoy listening and uh, uh, listening to your show. It's been really useful. Thanks, and man. And now you've made it more useful with uh, all the data you've given people to help them do their businesses better. Okay. Uh, there you go. Uh, order of the book, folks, wherever fine books are sold. That's very important to go in the fine bookstores. It's called Accounting Fundamentals, a non-finance manager's guide to finance and accounting. Available July 26, 2023. Uh, well, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Foss, YouTube.com, Fortress Chris Foss, LinkedIn.com, Fortress Chris Foss. Subscribe to the big LinkedIn newsletter, the 130,000 group that's over there on LinkedIn. You can just search for the show uh on facebook chris voss facebook.com we'll get you in the group where we have our private chats and all that fun stuff thanks for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time